Hello everyone and welcome to Agala's Current Affairs, a marine science podcast here in South Africa. With me is one of yours, Dr. Yanis Kisson of Kikoscopy and... And me, Dr. Nelson Miranda of Argonaut Science. We are... Agala's! Yes, <laughs> interesting. we're talking about it now. We're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, of course, have named our podcast after the Agala's Current because it's so prominent in how it affects uh, marine ecosystems here in South Africa and pretty much all over the world. Um, yeah. But speaking of that, like all the world's like oceans are like interconnected um, in some way. Like there's only boundaries because we put them there either for simplicity's sake or for, for political reasons. So what can you tell us, Nelson, about the interconnectivity yeah. of the ocean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, it's the first principle in ocean literacy. Uh, it's that there's only one ocean, actually. And we, uh, of course, we call the different seas and we even call, uh, sometimes we, we even say there are two oceans, which is very confusing. <laughs> two oceans in South Africa. Um, but actually, in reality, um, that's something that we as, a, as people, I think we as human beings, we, at some stage through history, we decided, no, let's call that warmer parcel of water uh, and big current one thing, and let's call it that other big area another thing. It's, um, there's no offense, by the way. There's, no, uh, there's not a physical <laughs> yeah. boundary that someone No <laughs> put one built up. a wall there. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's imaginary. It's an imaginary boundary, uh, but it is, uh, it is on the charts in terms of geography. It is delineated. You know, someone's actually made a, a ge geography point, you know, a GPS, global positioning point, and decided, no, this is where it ends. But we're talking about a big fluid system. Mm. It's fluid, it moves around, it sloshes around. It's not, you know, the, the, the water the, uh, on the surface of our planet is not, it's never really stopping. No. It's always moving around. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really why we, it, we have the kind of planet that we have right now. Mm. For sure, it's, it's constantly moving all around the world we call that the the ocean conveyor and it's driven by just changes in how um essentially like changes in pressure and temperature because water is going to be colder near you know the the polar ice caps and it's going to be warmer near the, the tropics and because of that there's a flow of water from one direction and it kind of circles around the globe in something we call the the ocean conveyor so it's definitely not uh, just a static solid thing it's constantly yeah. moving um, but they are yeah. and it's solar powered isn't it exactly it's, it's yeah. so interesting it, it, it's it, solar, it, it powered. solar powered and of course the ocean is salty so the salt that dissolves in the water also uh, plays with the density of the water mm. because the cold salty water sinks and that kind of is one of the drivers and then of course the whole planet is spinning so that yeah. also has a you know a, a role yeah. to play, yeah. but uh, the po the point is that you know the surface water and the deep water, you know it it they sort of travel and eventually they disperse all the good stuff. In in, in our case, the good stuff is the good temperature of the sun, you <laughs> know, in such a way that the climate is predictable and uh, <laughs> and 
hospitable for human beings Indeed. and other life. Indeed. And you could have water that originated somewhere around like Mozambique, ending up here where we are, here where I am oh, in definitely. Durban, and then maybe where you are in Cape Town, and then maybe all the way up Absolutely. to Europe in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, so that's so interesting. The water can actually come all the way, say, from the Red Sea or somewhere in Southeast Asia, um, around India itself, you know, the country. Uh, and then it can actually come all the way and be squeezed between, you know, because <laughs> Madagascar is sitting there. So it's kind of squeezed through there. And see, that big flow of water, that's what we call the that, uh, massive current, right? That's what we call the Agalas current. Um, yeah, and, and for sure, it's going to spread with, uh, <laughs> all the temperature and the properties of the water. As yeah, well, for, sure, for sure, definitely. So we we're chatting about the Gullis currents in particular today because the one closest to us, and probably one of the most important, the largest and the fastest currents um, on the planet, which makes it a very large driver of the ocean conveyor and just general climate in this area and around the world. Um, and in Europe, yeah, because yeah. they say that as it comes around the end of the tip of South Africa, and it's very fluid, so it's not like it can be sitting at the tip of South Africa looking out and see, oh, there, yeah. Indian Ocean to one side and Atlantic Ocean to the other side, not really, because it's changing all the time and it's actually bending into itself and then it's splitting off little rings of, uh, of heat and those little rings of heat travel very far. They travel so far, those parcels of hot water, that you know we suspect that uh, Europe would be in an ice age uh, now yeah. if it wasn't for that, right? If it wasn't for and even yeah. the that's right. And even the Gulf Stream, which is considered the fastest, you know, <laughs> they said whenever you look at textbooks and things like that, you say, ah, Gulf Stream, that's the fastest. Well, the Agalus uh, is actually pretty fast too, buddy. And the water goes all the way there. It actually provides, uh, you know, water for the Gulf Stream. So that's quite, a, quite cool. Yeah, so it has very far-reaching influences, the Agalus, which is why we think it is really cool. And because of that, like, like you said, there's this now hot packages of water that kind of split off and go off to, to the north and goes back into the Indian Ocean. Um, and water just also generally like moves in like a circle around like the continents um, and those border continents those boundaries are what these large uh, marine currents are in the galaxies the western boundary of the indian ocean that's coming in a southward direction and they kind of then go up north on like the eastern uh, boundary because of like the Coriolis effect and what how that affects water flow. But we won't get into that now. We probably have like a whole yeah. episode about the Coriolis effect. We need uh, we need we need like a dedicated, you know, episode yeah. for that. There's a lot of concepts to cover. Yeah, for sure, definitely. But that's because of its far reaching consequences and the difference in temperature and density, it has a significant amount of effect on any local region's climate um, that's around there. Oh, yeah. And it causes quite a bit of actually from the east and the west of South Africa, it creates such differences in climate and also gives us a bimodal rainfall. Um, because on the on the one side it's it's very rainy during one part of the year, and the other side it's rainy at, at a different part, which makes it very interesting. And like you said earlier, Nelson, it creates 
this very different regional aspects of different biomes and different um, types of yeah. plants and animals uh, because of yeah. how, the differences of the climate in each area. Yeah, and it's no coincidence then that in South Africa we have the most concentrated numbers of different biomes, which is which are these large areas with unique uh, animals and plants and properties. You know, uh, it, it, you know, you're starting to see it's actually no coincidence. It's all you know linked somehow to the ocean <laughs> and to the Agulhas current in particular. Yeah, yeah, and also like we, we tend to think of like an ecosystem as like just like a little area where there's a lot of things you know it might be like an estuary or like a beach but because when you have something like a gullus current that is such a large thing that's moving such a large distance there are also organisms that part of their life cycle occurs all the way along the current and in more particular sort of examples for that are like fish and also invertebrates that will spawn like north in the the Gulf's current, like maybe near Mozambique or northern Kwazulu Natal, and their eggs and their larvae will like travel in the current or next to the current near the shore, all the way down like very rapidly to some other ecosystems, maybe in the tropics, like in the Eastern Cape. Uh, or even Cape Town and sometimes even all the way to the western coast which is kind of really weird when you think about how different the water is there because on the west coast we have the Bugwella current that's really cold but you do find some species um, that are spawning that end up there because of the retroflexion rings we were talking about um, yeah. so we call this type of effect like a large marine ecosystem because it's not it's it's not isolated spots that Agalus current is creating this effect where animals can exist all along the continuum, which is really cool. Yeah, and I think it has something to do with, we've been observing a pole world, world shift in the distribution of uh, many animals and even plants, you know, so <laughs> even mangroves, for example, mm. they seem to be uh, shifting poleward. Uh, and of course, mangroves, they are propagated by propagules, little things that float. So maybe, you know, these currents have a, a role to play there. Uh, and we're finding more tropical species now suddenly appearing around the Cape. And we're like, whoa, well, what are you doing <laughs> What's here? Going you seem on? to be yeah. a little bit lost, yeah. buddy. <laughs> but it makes sense if you think that they are inside these massive, you know, uh, parcels of moving water. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's some of these species have evolved to be very like opportunistic. So they are releasing a lot of their young like high up. And chances are because like the Agalas is such a large stream of water and also sometimes uh, like reflects into the ocean. And you don't want that if you're like a plant because there's no land there for you to, to go into mm -hmm. or if you're a fish because there's no like estuary to recruit into if you're that kind of species. Um, so what tends to happen is that there's a lot of them that are released in the hopes that at least some of them survive. Um, so when you're talking about like fish and plant uh, propagules that come through, 
they are going to choose the spots where it's best for them to like survive but if that spot is changing because like your environment is changing then the best spot is going to be moving they evolved to choose the mm-hmm. best spot it doesn't mean that they like looking at an address and going like i need to go there yeah 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 they're going to the they're going with the flow exactly they're going with the flow man yeah, yeah. you just go with the flow and then hopefully you'll end up maybe in a little sheltered location that's why our estuaries along our coast harbor a lot of like these visitors you know not even not just uh visitors that come with the current but also obviously visitors that come through other means maybe shipping as well but you know the point is it's it's a harbor it's a safe harbor for these creatures Uh, and that's why you've been finding them you know yeah and if Uh, they if they feel comfortable they're just going to set up shop you know Uh, it, it yeah, kind of reminds you know. me of like the Finding Nemo movie, and they were looking for this one address, like <laughs> P. Sherman, forty-two Wallaby Way, Sydney. And, but that's not how fish work. They just gonna <laughs> they just gonna shut, set up shop wherever it feels <laughs> <No>. right to. <laughs> I think I think there is uh, obviously they're not thinking like that to themselves, but they are smelling, isn't it? They exactly. are following some sort of cues, yeah. and even the migration cues from even say the whale migrations as well. Um, and even you know the events you know there's amazing events like uh, the sardine run right mm. so the that's also you know it, it has to do with the gulls current because in this case we're also talking about following you know cold parcels of water and nutrients mm. you know and uh, fish do sort of they're very good at uh, smelling out uh, you know these uh, uh, favorable conditions and food yeah. you know and that's yeah. basically how they like you know <laughs> following the trend so they everyone's going with the flow it's definitely a, there's a big influence on these car of, of these currents yeah, and these yeah, movements yeah, for sure um, and of course talking about fishing the agalas bank we have to mention the agalas bank mm. uh, it's a very productive very attractive fishing ground uh, and uh, a solid uh, you know contribution to the economy uh, as yeah, well for sure a lot of our fisheries occur on the on the Gullis bank and it's really important for our blue economy and yeah feeding people because you know uh, yeah. food security is a big thing in africa um so yeah the Gullis bank various estuaries around escape are very important for fish to complete their life cycle because it provides them with like shelter and food so they don't get like washed away mm-hmm. in the in the larger current so that area around there that we were talking about where there's a lot of biomes it's also in the ocean um and and on the coast and it's just the escape just provides like this and the western cape just provides a array of different habitats for different species to to inhabit and kind of speciate out into different things that's why it's so biodiverse yeah and then interestingly that's also why we've moved to create protected areas in those areas not just the coastal areas uh, of which there are now a lot of protected areas but even the deeper sort of on the continental shelf and the quite deep areas which don't, we don't know much about by the way you know <laughs> but uh, but there are activities there and in order to sort of be fair and be sustainable in how we use those areas we've also set up um, you know South Africa has marine protected areas yeah which sure. uh, and and there's new ones there's a lot of new ones which is a good step uh, towards you know trying to uh, manage the activities uh, and the impact of those activities on the environment 
I think it's it's very important, and this has been inter internationally recognized and and locally that we have to give back some rights to the environment and animals that that live in there. Um, that's why we even have things now that say ecosystems have rights. And when it comes to like estuaries, um, where I work now, we even giving ecosystems the right to have fresh water because uh, we tend yeah. to steal that for agriculture and industry. Um, so giving back is really important, but because at, like at the outset, we just like rocked up here and we were like, we're going to take this and we're going to like name it this because of this reason. And it's going to be ours now. So how did the naming for Galas come about? It's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah isn't that because uh, Galas is actually a Portuguese word, right? Meaning yeah. uh, needles, you know, the yeah. sewing needle, for yeah. example, and needles, you yeah. know. And so the, the story goes apparently that um, at the tip of Africa, which by the way is not Table Mountain National Park, <laughs> because a lot, a lot of people think it's in False Bay and near Cape Town, but it's not. It's actually further, uh, further south um, at the Agalas National Park, right? And um, apparently there at that tip, there, if you hold a compass, you know, the needle of the compass points north very clearly in line with the tip, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the story, apparently. Uh, I wasn't there, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You weren't the Portuguese dude that did that, yeah. I, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there is that. Uh, and apparently, yeah. And, and I mean, Agalas is an interesting name, and uh, it's a name also of uh, something else that has to do with research. Uh, the research vessels, uh, SA Agalas 1 and 2. And uh, we actually thought it would be fun to now and again do a little segment where we ask ourselves, where is the SA Agalas right now? Indeed. Because yeah, it, for sure. it might be, you know, it's a very interesting vessel. It could be in the Southern Ocean, you know, mm. it could be breaking ice out there and then in, in going into amazing adventures. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of young people. There's opportunities for young people to actually join the crew and, and be part of uh, scientific experiments. Uh, it's helping our global understanding of how the ocean uh, works, you know, and trying to understand how climate is changing because climate has an impact. You know, climate change in, is connected with the Agalas current, and mm. the Agalas current is changing as climate changes as well as, yeah. as global climate changes. Yeah, sure. And trying to understand how that works is is very important. So let's see where shall we say where is yeah, the yeah. SA Agalas? So, so while while you while looking, I'll make a, a comparison. If you're a fan of Star Trek, they have the the the, the what is it called the Discovery, right? The Star Trek starship. Is it called the Discovery? Jeez, I just, just lost my Star Trek knowledge right there. Uh, but essentially, yeah, that's our search and, and discovery vessel for you in South, South Africa. So if we have Star Trek in the future, We like our ship would probably be named the Agalas. And we'll be out in space. Yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be out in space looking for I mean, different things. It'll be our... The name was so important that our second major research vessel for South Africa was also called the Galas. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, yeah. so here we go. SA Galas. Where is it right now? And it's in the harbor of Cape Town. Oh, oh. that's a bit boring. It's just, you know, on standby. 
you should have you should have like been in the field reporting directly from there because <laughs> i was actually there the other day funny enough uh and i you know because uh, i was on a, a vessel next to it and uh, yeah i saw it so yeah, yeah confirmed sure, definitely uh, visually and according to the system yeah. <laughs> it's actually enterprise i just remembered now so discovery star trek discovery is the, is the series so they have the uss is enterprise it? and we have the i think it's uh -huh. sas Agalus, right um, yeah uh, or sa Agalus? do they do sas i believe so I don't know. Not, uh, yeah. not a it's a really man. interesting <laughs> vessel, so yeah. maybe we can uh, look into it in future um, podcasts, and also we can talk about other things like social, uh, economic um, happenings uh, along the coast. Yeah, for sure. So we'll 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 try and keep an eye on the agalas as, as it's going around but i think that's enough for for the agalas today otherwise we could just go on for hours um, talking about the agalas current uh but yeah we'll talk about new stuff in the future but until then where can we find your stuff nelson on the internet ah, you just need only to ask the all wise google for Argonaut Science. Master Google. The Oracle, right? Yeah. <laughs> Master Google. So it's, it's Argonaut Science. It's the little... Actually, there's been a lot of Argonauts appearing now in Cape Town, which okay. people have been fascinated about. They're washing up a bit. And uh, only the female produces that amazing, very delicate shell, which is why it's called sometimes the paper nautilus. Mm. And so it's Argonaut Science, and you can find us uh, on the social medias as well, on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and also, of course, the great... <laughs> the great Gecoscopy, which I don't have any interesting science thing to tell you about like you had, Nelson. But you can find me at Gecoscopy.com. <laughs> And yeah, and all the social medias at Kokoscopy. But thanks for joining me, Nelson. It was a fun chat. And yeah. uh, we will see everyone else on the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.